0: Hi everyone, and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 762. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at rabbiismach at org. So today I wanted to discuss... The uh, confluence, I guess, of, of the end of Pirkei Avos, which we've been reading one peric a week, one chapter a week over the course of, uh, you know, between Pesach and Shavuos. And now, finally, we're up to Shavuos, the holiday of Matan Torah. This will likely be the last 10 before Shavuos. So I figured, you know, those two topics would work together well. So the Mishnah says in the sixth parak of Pirkei Avos, Amir Rabbi ben Levi, Every day, a a voice, an echo emanates from Har where the Torah was given, Har Sinai. Woe to the people because of the disgrace of Torah. A person who does not involve themselves in Torah study, not just the mitzvah performance, but the uh, you know the the asak the real involvement in the study of it itself is called Nozav, is called banned. It's as if they're not let in to the party. Something like that. Shemar and the quotes of pasuk and then of course another pasuk. Describing the luchos, referring to how it was the work of God, the handiwork of God, the handwriting of God, and the letters were charus al haluchos, and to which the Mishnah famously says al tikra charus. The words, the text, on the of the Ten Commandments that were on the luchos, on the tablets, we should read them as freedom. Not as etched, but freedom. Why? Because the free person. Who is the free person? How do you define freedom? That is the person who is busy with Torah study. Now that's a really interesting idea, somewhat provocative, because I think many people would say that uh, Judaism doesn't bring Friedman... Freedom. Uh, it actually does bring freedom. Uh, Judaism doesn't bring uh, freedom. Freedom is is the opposite. You know, we're bound by all sorts of regulations and rules, and and 365 don'ts and 248 do's, and it's difficult to associate Judaism with freedom. So, what exactly is it that this means? More, you know, homiletically, I've, I've always uh, used the metaphor to understand the, the giving of Torah and all of the different elements that Torah add to a person's life. I've used the metaphor of the uh, remote control, depending on what area you're from, either the video game controller or the remote control. Remember how those remote controls used to have all of those buttons, and all of those buttons were completely inexplicable. Most people had no idea how to work all of those buttons. Why were all of those buttons there? The buttons were there to be able to enhance our VCR experience, right? We wanna go and tape the show uh, that's playing during the show, which is playing during the other show that we're taping, so there's a button there for that. But we have to learn how the buttons work to be able to capitalize on all that it provides. How do we learn that? So either we learn that by by Shema or somebody teaches it to us, or we read the instructions. Right? As we know, Torah lahorot means to teach. It means the instructions. The instructions for be able being able to uh, get the most out of life, getting the most features out of the VCR. That's the Torah, and the buttons are those mitzvot. So that speaks to the idea of freedom from. You know, I guess it's a good, it's a positive to have to do more. But why still use the word freedom to describe what you know that 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 enhancement of life? through Torah and mitzvot, not necessarily. So some understand that the idea of freedom is freedom from choice. This is uh, more of a modern element. You know, we're paralyzed sometimes by indecision. There's so many choices out there, so many isms and so many philosophies that we could theoretically draw from. So, you know, it becomes difficult for us to choose how many years are we going to spend on the ashram and how many years are we going to spend in the convent and how many years are we going to uh, spend to try to figure out exactly how it is that we want to live. We have the freedom from all of those decisions. It's reminiscent of that uh, study that was once done, where they put two tables selling jam, different flavors of jam, in a supermarket. One of the tables sold 24 flavors, and the other one sold four flavors. Which one sold more? So maybe counterintuitively, the one that sold four sold more than the one that sold 24. Because when a person reaches the table with 24 jam flavors, they're overwhelmed by the choices, and they just can't make a decision. And this happens to us all the time. So maybe that's the freedom that we are referring to. Now, of course, the classic commentators understand this much more simply in a variety of different ways. What is the freedom that mitzvahs provide? So some understand that the freedom is that when people, when someone is involved in Torah study, in a Torah society, so adam and people give the person honor, they take care of him. Okay, so that's a level of freedom. Uh, others say that it frees you from the yitzharah. It frees you from the, the desires that a person might go after. The Gemara ta- teaches us that Barasi Barasi Torah Tavlin that the antidote for the Yitzhara, the evil inclination is the Torah and it's being busy with spiritual pursuits and we're, we're less inclined, we're less uh, thinking uh, towards those uh, maybe sinful directions. So it offers us the freedom from being uh, bound by our desires. Others understand that, no, it's referring to uh, a freedom that uh, we are we are puter from, from taxes. Ezra, uh, a he exempted the Kohanim and the Levim from taxes in the time of the Beis HaMikdash and therefore we're, we're free from other types of obligations certain societal obligations. The Merkeva Samishnah says we're free from needing to come back to this world reincarnated and therefore because we got it right the first time we're involved in Torah. And the Pirkei Moshe explains, he says very interestingly, he says, We are free from hazman We are free from the, the difficult and negative things that occur in the world. Why? He says, Because God will protect these types of people. Uh, what about the people who are not protected? So he gives an answer, he explains, that that might be caused uh, by more specific acts that they have done. He says, Another element of this freedom is that a person could be affected by the things that go on in their life, or they could be free of any sort of lasting remnant. Meaning a person can have a negative experience, and it can overwhelm them, it could, it could be stuck in their mind, it could be something that defines their future. Another element of freedom, a reward that people who are involved in Torah receive, is perhaps, these suggests, that they do not have any sort of residual effect of whatever evil that befalls them. Finally, the Medrash Shmuel says that there's another element. You know, the chayrus is that our our the freedom is that our neshama wants. Uh, it's desirous of devarim ruchniyim. It doesn't want to be meshubed to the physical, to the to the physical the, the nature of 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 life, to the things that we feel like we need to have. And so, like we mentioned before slightly, the freedom is from physical desire because once we elevate the neshama and we focus on it more we are less focused on what it is that the body needs i'd like to conclude though with an idea suggested by rabbi Sachs. he has an essay uh that i found in a few different places but he talks about the very word cheros he says that really freedom the word for freedom in the torah is chofesh or doror the word cheros is not technically the word for freedom so he describes there are really two different types of freedom chofesh is uh, hafshi, that is personal freedom. And he says the real metaphor that Chazal were coming upon was the idea of the etching, the etching creates a freedom. How so? So he says, think about the difference in writing. You know, when you write and sort of marry paper to ink, so the paper is separate and the ink is separate. One can arguably erase the ink from the paper and both of those things would be just as they begun, But... When it comes to etching, that's very different. Once something is etched, it is in, it is there. You can't erase it, you could just re-etch it. There's, there's no real way to erase what you have done. So he says there are two types of freedom, two types of motivations that a person has to do what they do. He says there are laws, you know, to have a free society for people to be able to do calmly what they need to do, we do require laws. There is a level of restriction that is, uh, that is necessary, there's constraint on some freedoms, and that is the balance of, as he says, law and liberty. So he says as follows, when it comes to people, people have either one of two motivations to do what they uh, want to do. Either they want to do it because it's outwardly imposed where somebody says you know you can't do that otherwise you're going to get a ticket you can't do that you're going to get a punishment there's going to be some sort of uh, damage to you that is an external motivator and that person isn't really free that person is being constrained by the traffic camera by the police officer by uh, whatever the law is he says but there's another model and that other model is where a person is inwardly motivated to do the right thing. I'm not not speeding because I'm gonna get a ticket. I'm not speeding because I believe it's dangerous to speed. And if I am on that level, if I am living in that sort of way, it is etched in me, it is charas on me. I'm not being imposed, feeling imposed by outward sources that are telling me what to do. I know what to do. And so the freedom that he describes over here is the charos, the having of Torah. It's not the mitzvahs themselves. It's the learning of Torah. It's the learning of those values, those values which we inculcate within ourselves that now make our behavior natural. It's not imposed by others. We're not being told what to do. It's that we feel what it is we need to do. That's a freedom to be able to do whatever it is that we want because what we want is the right thing. In any event, everybody should have a Chag Matan Torah Sameach and hopefully we'll be inspired in our learning and in our mitzvah observance going forward. Have a wonderful day and a Chag Sameach.